Welcome to another episode of Chapel Hill Thrill, presented by the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Karabatsis. Today, I am joined by the owner of Heel Tough Blog, one of the biggest Tar Heels fans out there. We are both going through equal amounts of misery right now. Anthony Pagnotta. How are we doing today, Anthony? Ah. Uh, you know, just another uh, depressing Tar Heel football season. Uh, it always seems to take a turn about this time of year. Um, but uh, no, nah, I'm doing well. Uh, just trying to figure out what the heck's going on with this Tar Heel football team because uh, they 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 suckered me in, man. I thought this team was different, but we sit here now at six and two, and uh, that feeling is gone. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's been tough. Um, they lose the game to Virginia last week, and you think, you know, 23-and-a-half-point favorites. Losing this game has kind of been the M.O. of UNC, but maybe this team's different. Maybe that's the wake-up call, and they can still gut it out and finish 11-1. and one. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, unfortunately, as talented as this team is, they are the exact same. Um, I don't know if it's a DNA issue. I don't know if it's a – coaching issue it's definitely not a talent issue that is the one thing i can tell you that it's not a talent issue um you come out you're up early on on georgia tech it, it honestly looks for for a little bit there like you're about to take control of the game you give up 635 yards which is the second most yards in georgia tech's program history and you go on to lose 46 to 42 so anthony I mean, just watching that game, there's a lot of things we could talk about, but what are what are like the two or three biggest things you saw that are just unacceptable? Well, I mean, the run defense, especially in that fourth quarter, it just can't happen. And Mac Brown said it in the post game, and I thought the exact same thing when I was watching the game. Um, I, I really thought that game looked a lot like App State last year. And when we talk about what was the point of the season where Mac Brown said a thing got rails? He came in and never recovered from that. Well, let's hope that is not the case this year because that performance in the fourth quarter, just getting run all over uh, by by Georgia Tech, who is not Georgia Tech of old. This is not a team that runs the triple option. Like, look, Haynes Kings had a really good year running the football. There's no denying that. Um, those those backs, I mean, they had, you know, a guy in, in Jamal Haynes that uh, was having a really good season, came in with 456 rushing yards so far this year. But what they did down the stretch of that game, you, you just you got to find a way to, have, to, to find some sort of resistance. They weren't winning up front. Um, and, and, you know, it, even the guys that relied on for so long, guys like Cedric Gray, Power Eccles at linebacker, even they were missing tackles that were just extremely frustrating. So, I mean, it's the thing is with that group right now, you're you're concerned that they could be back to being the unit that they were a year ago. Um, the other thing that's really concerning 
special teams. It just continues with this group. Another block punt. That's three so far this season. How in the world does this keep happening? Mac Brown addressed it in, in his press conference. He said that it's just the way it's being blocked. Well, then we need to adjust it. Like, how many more times does this have to happen? And luckily, you know, the punt block doesn't kill you because Don Chapman steps up and uh, and makes something happen. But at the same time, then you miss a field goal late in the game. And I'm not saying that would have been the difference. They probably drive down and score a touchdown anyways. But an issue that killed you towards the end of the season. And then the last thing that's most frustrating for me, and probably more than anything, is that it seems like you just continue to waste this offense. That performance the other night, um, I mean, my co-host on the Heel Tough Blog podcast, Josh Marlowe, said that he thinks it's the best offensive performance they had all season. And I got to tell you, it, it's it's probably right up there with Syracuse. I thought that was an outstanding offensive performance. I thought Drake May looked fantastic. Amari and Hampton looked awesome. The game plan from Chip Lindsey after a rough game plan the week prior against Virginia – was phenomenal, and yet this team still somehow finds a way to lose because they can't stop the run. And really, at this point, you're right. It's just a mentality thing against really any opponent that they are double-digit favorites against, which makes no sense. Yeah, it's the offense comes out, you know, 577 yards. Then you have to, to just add salt to the wound. Pro Football Focus gives their grades for the week, and Omarion mm-hmm. Hampton and Drake May are both the highest graded players at their positions. So it's like you look at that. How can how can you possibly lose? And there just comes a point where look, if UNC was playing against Georgia or somebody of that nature, where they're outmanned, outmuscled, that's fine. If you if you lose in the trenches in that situation, I'm not mm-hmm. going to blame you. But when you're playing a team like Georgia Tech and you're losing in the trenches like that and giving up over 300 rushing yards, that is mental softness because they're not bigger than you. They're not stronger than you. They're not running some like insane scheme with insane talent. You just don't want it. That's what it looks like to me. Like you just you just don't want it. You're like, okay, it doesn't matter. We don't really have to try on defense. Our offense is so good. But – I mean, I tweeted it during the game. It's like, you give up that many yards of offense, it doesn't matter how many times your offense scores. You're you're not going to win football games. And the other thing for me is just, it is coaching. And, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to just blame the coaches. At the end of the day, these are college kids. They can come out and not perform because they're not professional athletes. But, my problem is if it's happening every year under Mac, there's obviously something that Mac either is or isn't doing. Like, I love Mac. I think he's a great recruiter. I think he's a great guy. I'm just not sure if he's the right coach anymore because when you when you continue to lose games like this, and, I, you know, obviously you got to point the finger at Chiswick too, but when you continue to lose games like mm-hmm. this, there's got to be some sort of lack of prep. There's got to be some sort of lack of of you being able to get the best out of your players. Like, I don't know what is going on in that locker room, but there's clearly something that isn't right, and there's clearly an ingredient that they're missing because there's no way when you just had the last four to five years of insane talent, there's just no way that this should this should be 
you know, the plague is losing to teams that you're supposed to beat by two touchdowns or more. It just, it doesn't make sense. Like if they were losing to great teams every year, you know, that's fine. But it just, this being this team's downfall does not make sense. And I mean, this is probably going to be like the most talent he's ever wasted. I mean, it's, it's terrible. And now they're sitting in a spot where they have a win next week against Campbell. I mean, I'm not even sure if I'm comfortable saying that anymore with the way this group goes, but <laughs> play Campbell. And then, you know, you've got a gauntlet to end the season. I think that's what we're hanging their hat on. But that game in Death Valley, and they've only lost one game in Death Valley so far this year. That was to Florida State. All their other losses have come on the road. So going there is not going to be easy at all, even if that team's not playing well offensively. And then NC State, I mean, God, dude, I'd like to say that they can win that game because NC State offensively is not a great team by any – but, I mean, how many times have we walked in with a team that we felt like was better and they find a way to win that game? So, yeah, it's it's realistic that these two losses, this team could go seven and five. And that's why, like, I, I hear it all the time from Toriel fans. Well, you know, you shouldn't be giving up on this team. We're not giving up on this team. We're being realistic that, yes, you've just lost what were what was your probably your two easiest conference games of the entire year. Like, how do you guys sit here and just act like, oh, no, everything's fine? Like, but but – Part of it is the mentality of the head coach. I got to tell you, like, I'm with you. I love Mac Brown. I think Mac Brown, what he has done uh, clearly in his first stint was amazing. And what he did coming in and taking over the job made it a job that pretty much nobody else really wanted. And getting this back to a job that I think if he was to leave at the end of the season and retire would be a – Pretty attractive job for coaches out there. I think is amazing. You hear him talk in the press conference yesterday, and he says, "Look, most people would be six and two. Yeah, most people would kill to be six and two. But at the same time, how many of them, if you were telling them, yeah, we're six and two, but we lost to two of the easiest opponents on our schedule, how many of them would say, yeah, we'll take that? Like that's the thing. You got to look at the way that it looks, and that's." That was the same argument that we had last year at the end of the year with people that were mad that we weren't celebrating nine wins. And I can't believe that we are back here having that same argument a year later in a year where this team started six and up. And you talked about like what is lacking. Yeah, it's definitely coaching. There's no doubt about that. And I think a lot of it is just the overall mental state of going in. I don't know if it's, I mean, like, I, I last week against Virginia, I don't know what more Mac Brown could have done. He told them over and over and over again, do not fall for the trap, and they fell for the trap. Yeah, it's – there's so many things, man. Like, I'll be honest, the press conference yesterday, I'm with you there. Um, that Mac Brown comment, and then the one that really got me was the – you know, he said we're um we're two we're like two drives away from being yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude. I mean, 
that's you're not looking at the bigger picture. Those aren't games that should be decided by one possession. Like exactly. That's the problem. And then it's like, all right, do you say the thing about six and two? And the point you made is valid. And I would even make the other point of how many of those coaches would be happy with six and two if you told them they have a quarterback that might be the number one overall pick. Like like you think you think USC's happy that they have two losses with Caleb Williams? I doubt it. Like, like it's just I don't it's honestly, and I hate to say this because this isn't typically the MO of any UNC team, but it's almost like from the from the staff down to the players, it's almost like they're soft. And oh, it rubs me the wrong way, man. Like the the two possessions away from being eight and zero really got to me because mm-hmm. that's just I mean, dude, you're you're supposed to smack both of those teams, and you know even if they do escape both of those games with wins, I think you know let's say they do score and beat Virginia thirty four to thirty one, and let's say they do get a stop and beat Georgia Tech forty two to thirty nine. Like, would I really feel that much different? Like they still kind of showed the flashes, but it's just, it's just awful, man. I mean, like what are, what are the fixes? I mean, what do you see that they could possibly do different in order to change the season during the last four games? I mean, I I think the biggest thing is, is that you got to get, corrected if you can't stop the run and and this was one thing I agreed with what Mac Brown said uh, in his presser yesterday he said if you don't stop the run we ain't winning we ain't winning a single game the rest of the year and I mean look I I didn't really matter against Campbell that's a team that's 500 at the FCS level but I mean look the games that really matter the rest of the way yeah I mean if you don't stop the run he's not lying there is no way that you are going to be able to win games because they're gonna run all over you they're gonna they're gonna take the air out of the football and they're gonna shorten the game they're gonna limit how many possessions you're on the field and look I mean the thing is is yeah are we gonna expect this offense to literally score every single time that they're on the field but yeah they got to figure out a way to I mean you got to just have guys that step up I mean it's that simple like I get it Tim Hasselback said it multiple times on the broadcast the other night that this group probably got worn down against Virginia with the amount of plays that they played, and then it carried over into the game against Georgia Tech. Well, the thing is, is that, look, this week should be your chance. You, that, that's that's your motivation to blow out Campbell so that we can get some rest for some of our guys, especially on that defensive side of the ball, and let's get a look for the younger kids. But if you can get that rest, I mean, the rest of the year, you've got to find a way to start winning up front. And, you know, another thing they've got to do in order to slow down the run, they've got to be able to figure out a way to handle the after pace that teams are going to play with the rest of the year. Because Virginia did it to them, and Georgia Tech did it to them the other night. And that's really what hurt them. So it's really just guys have to dig deep, realize that there's a three-game stretch at the end of the year where they can turn this thing around. And if they do that, I think that certainly helps. And, you know, I think the other thing, thing is is just they've got to clear their minds mentally and sort of put this behind them because I think that was the biggest issue last year no matter how much time off they had in between games in between that ACC championship game and then in between the bowl game 
This team was never able to forget about what was happening in the previous game. It was a team that just sort of itself. Uh, to me, I don't know if this team is out of these parts are the same, but you've got to find a way to learn from that last year. It hasn't been great. So you some putting things out here. And then, you know, build off of what you that, – that's that's really for this team because, I, I mean, I don't – more from this team really about can this defense straighten it out and are they in the right headspace. Yeah, I think that's like – at this point, Chiswick, like I just want to see you try some stuff. Like just give me some schematic changes. Like, for example, you know – I. They stayed in nickel the entire second half while giving up 368 rushing yards. For those of you who might not know much about, you know, coverages and formations, nickel is five defensive backs. So, in other words, Mm -hmm. they're not bulking up the line to try to stop the run. And, you know, I did see people make the point like, well, they have to stay in nickel because if they don't stay in nickel, then they're going to start airing it out on us. At the end of the day, this is college, like this is college football. I would rather, if you are getting abused in the A gap, B gap, you're getting killed in the trenches. Dude, I do not care. If a quarterback's going to throw for 400 yards and just have a master class of a day and that's how you lose, I can respect that. Put seven big bodies on the field and play man coverage with four, with four corners, safeties, whatever. And that's like, I know that's not their typical MO. I know that it's just like, but obviously it's not working. So it's like, give me a little bit I of get, Look, I, I, I get what you're saying. I will say this. Um, one of the interesting comments in the game, after the game the other night, was Cedric Gray spoke with the media and he said that, and I, I cannot believe this, in game eight of, second year of Gene Chizik's system that he was having trouble getting guys lined up. He was having trouble getting, um, get, getting things situated. So the thing about adding another, you know, linebacker, adding another defensive lineman, you're, you're probably doing something that you have never practiced because in, in modern football, like there are a, I mean, everybody runs nickel. I mean, almost at all times, I can't remember the last team I saw that had three linebackers on the field. Um, Now, should that be something that they look at potentially this week and moving forward? Oh, yes. Let's mess around with some things and see if something else works. But in that game, you probably can't do that. I will say this, though. Someone actually brought up a point to me this morning that I thought was interesting. And I'll have to go back and watch some of the steps that they had in that fourth quarter and really see. But... The biggest thing is, is you have to find a way to load the box. Yeah, you've got, like, to me, you've got safeties that have proven, especially, you know, you saw it the other night. I thought Stick Lane did a really good job of coming down and helping in the run defense early on. So, okay, put him in the box, and you've got seven guys in the box, your your four-down linemen, your two linebackers, and a safety. And, okay, you're putting your guys on the outside, a corner, and – your other safety and your nickel corner probably are um, you're going to be one-on-one coverage. But at the same time, you're at least loading the box and saying, look, 
We're doing everything we can to try to match the bodies in there and, and try to come up with a stop. If it doesn't work, whatever. But it, it, that is a frustrating thing that it didn't seem like the coaching adjusted and it didn't seem like the players were able to make any sort of adjustments either. That's why, you know, it's, it's, it's been so frustrating on that side of the ball because at times it kind of ebbs and flows. Cause I thought the Virginia game, I really thought it was more about execution. The issue was really the, the, the coach. I thought coaching has to take some, we were, we were past this with Gene Chizik's system. But, I mean, when you give up, my God, that fourth quarter looked like the rough team against Baylor. Like, tier Gene, come on, man. We got to be that, especially with this team. Yeah, it's, it's really – that's the thing, man. Like, I understand, you, you know, I think that also is another issue. Um, about it is like everyone runs nickel but i do feel like that's the one place that unc needs to improve and they either have to go do it in the portal or they have to do it through recruiting i think what they miss that other a lot of other teams have is the big physical safety that comes down into the box and just wreaks havoc and makes plays like but the thing is, that's like on, that's on the coaches. Like if, if you don't have that, like you said, they have to find a way to match personnel in the box. Like mm-hmm. I don't care if you have to to blitz more. I don't care if you have to show blitz more just to mess with the quarterback's eyes. Like, but you're just you're doing the same thing, and you know. I, I assume they beat Campbell by a lot this week, but that's one thing I'm going to be looking at is do they use this week as an opportunity to maybe maybe mess around and try some different looks with the defense? Because I think mm-hmm. if you're going to do it, this is the week to do it because you can get away with it. But I just – I don't know. It's going to be – they're going to be 7-2, and two and I'm just going to to warn all the, all the UNC fans out there, buckle up for those last three weeks because – there is a way we finish ten and two. It's very possible, but it's just as possible that we finish seven and five. And either way, it's just I I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, which one would you rather happen? Because if you go ten and two, then then we're prone to looking back and being like, Well, man, if we could just if we could have just performed against Virginia and Georgia Tech, like if we go seven and five, I'm like, this team just sucked. No, I would definitely prefer 10 and 2 because I think, you know, if, if you do that, I feel like they pr- that probably is what sends Mac into retirement. Because I think at that point, you would say, okay, you got double digit wins. You're probably, I mean, if you go 10 and 2, you're going to be on the brink of potentially being uh, in a New Year's Six Bowl. If not, I mean, you're, you're right on the doorstep. So you're still getting a really good bowl game. And if you could find a well, I mean, God forbid you finish eleven and two. Like Mac has to sit there and say to himself, "How can, how can I honestly take this any further?" Like Drake will at that rate, Drake will definitely be gone. Um, and I think that that would be you know the best thing to hope for. Like I'm hopeful that could happen, but at the like, I mean, is that realistic? To me, 
I think uh, this is the path that I want to see from this team. This week, you smash Campbell. You get a little bit of confidence back. Then just just give me two of the final three. I'd prefer it to be Duke and State. Get to nine wins in the regular season, and then all you got to do is win your bowl game. I know the goal that Drake said at media days, he said, look, if we don't get back to the ACC championship game, this season's a bust. I get that. You can win 10 games here. I think you can call that a, a, a pretty successful season. And yeah, I mean, it'll hurt. Like you brought up that point of it'll hurt. Look back and say, man, what could have been if they don't lose that game, those games. But at the same time, I just, I think that's Toriel football, man. So if you can find a way to be that happy at the end of the season with double digit wins and a, and, and a nice bowl victory, oh, I'm going to take that all day, every day. So. Yeah, I'm, I get that. I mean, if, if they, if they go 10 and 2, and let's just say Louisville doesn't lose again, and Louisville ends up going to the ACC championship, like they go 10 and 2, they win their bowl game, go 11 and 2. I, I would still consider that a very successful season. It's very disappointing. But at the end of the day, when I look at it, I'm like, as, as good as this team is, like, did they really have a chance against Georgia? Did they really have a chance against Michigan? Did they really have a like and that's where I have to be real with myself? Like, probably not. And it would have been great to see Drake May like go out there and try and do his best. And it would have been phenomenal. But I just really don't think ultimately they were good enough to ever beat those teams. It would have been cool to, to be there, but I don't think it ultimately would have happened. But I mean, yeah, it's at least they get a game this week to kind of regain the confidence, like you've said. They get to kind of mm-hmm. kind of take the take the pressure off and hopefully just really only have to play the starters for half the game and then go out there, give us a little preview of the future when Drake does leave. Um and yeah, that's that's really all I can ask for. I mean, do you have any final takes or thoughts on this season or this group or anything UNC related before we get out of here. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I just, uh, to me, I, I just hope this team can find a way to turn it around. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that's been you know, on, on my podcast. I'm called the Homer of the two of us. Uh, I try to be the most positive of the group, but at the same time, like, you know, yeah, you got to be you got to be a realist at times. And right now, the way this this season is going, it really does feel like we are back to where we were last year. And I think this team, you know, I I think they've got certain guys on this team that want to turn it around, especially a guy like Drake May. And that's the thing. I just I hope they can find a way because you. You wasted, you wasted Sam Howell, especially in his final year, man. That dude deserves so much better than he got in his time at Carolina. I know he went to an Orange Bowl, but that final year, you're talking about a team that came in preseason number 10. And I believed with all my heart that that team was legitimately that good, that they should have won double-digit games, that they should have probably been back in a New Year's Six Bowl game. This is a guy that's even better than Sam Howell. And I just I, – I want – great for this guy. I know that he made it to Charlotte last year, but I mean, 
what is it? What does he really have to show for it? This guy's playing out of his mind right now. So, guys, please just stand up and give this dude something to remember at Carolina because right now I don't really know what that what he is going to remember from here. And that's the that's what does suck, man. I mean, look, when you go Sam Howell, Drake May back to back, it's that's something that very few programs get the the pleasure of of watching. I mean, Sam Howell is a pretty dang good starting quarterback in the NFL. Like he's he's a very viable starting quarterback. And Drake May is the greatest quarterback that's ever put on a UNC jersey. Like and mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I don't think we'll ever see another one that's better than him in either of our lifetimes. So you got you have to just give him something. Give him 10 and 2 and give him a freaking insane bowl game against like Alabama or something like, like give him something special, give him something to remember. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. That's all I can ask for, but on the bright side, hopefully we don't have to, uh, we don't have to completely, you know, be blinded by the pain of UNC football because it's almost basketball season. So, uh, that's right. <laughs> so we're, we're getting to the point where, Hopefully they don't disappoint like they did last year because then then we'd be having some real then we'd be having some real issues on campus. But um yeah, it's I'm excited for that. I'm honestly excited to see how this team handles these last four games. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um mentally, I just I, their mindset seems kind of kind of like they're cooked. Like they just don't mm-hmm. It's it's like they don't they just don't have it. They don't have it in them. And I, I want them to prove me wrong. Like I, I want more than anything for them to prove to me that they are a bunch of dogs. That's what I want. Like that's my final goal for the season. Show me that you can do it. Show me that you're a group of dogs and go go out there and finish ten and two and either get to a bowl game or you know, Louisville loses, get to the title game. So it's mm-hmm. that's all I can really ask for. Um it's I know it's not what we wanted. I know when we were six and zero, we were sitting here thinking, "Oh my God!" Like we've got the easiest three game stretch of our season coming up now, and we're six and zero. And man, we could not have been more wrong. But you know, Anthony, I do appreciate you joining me. Before we go, man, tell the people your Twitter. Tell the people about heel tough you know tell them tell them about everything and tell them where they can find your stuff yeah you can find me over at uh at cb anthony on twitter make sure that you guys check out uh all the pages for the heel tough blog uh, at heel tough blog on twitter you can take out our facebook page as well just uh search heel tough blog we also got the youtube page up there for the uh podcast side of things so uh yeah, no, I, I uh, really appreciate you having me on, man. It's been fun talking Tar Heels, and uh, hopefully the next time that we do this, uh, it'll be a much cheerier occasion where we don't have to uh, try to lift the spirits, but instead uh, have a uh, celebratory pod. Yeah, hopefully hopefully next time we talk, we'll be rejoicing. And uh, I, I believe, I do, I do believe a little bit just in the talent. And like you said, man, if you go lose in Death Valley, it's fine. Please beat Duke. Mm -hmm. Please beat State. And you guys know the drill. 
over the weekend. Enjoy UNC football. Stay safe. Spend time with your family, friends, significant others, whoever you watch football with. Have a good weekend. We'll see you guys next time. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.